0: Hello, and welcome to the Actually Making a Difference podcast, the show about starting, growing, and marketing your purpose-led business. No magic wands, no false promises, just simple, straightforward, and honest advice based on decades of experience. I'm your host, Sarah Price, and you are ready to actually make a difference. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Actually Making a Difference podcast, the one-stop shop you need to help you to get your impact business up, running and growing. And today's episode has been prompted, inspired by one of my wonderful clients in the Actually JFDI membership, Catherine Gale. Catherine has been rediscovering her journaling habit so far this year and sharing her journey very openly and very courageously across her social media channels. Not only is she enjoying the benefit of increased engagement across Facebook and LinkedIn, and I believe Instagram as well, she is also enjoying the many benefits that come from regular journaling. Now, most people listening to this podcast will probably know that journaling can be useful in your personal life. We all have way too many things to think about every day. And with so many thoughts whizzing around in our minds, it's easy to get trapped in our own heads, which can lead us to feeling anxious and overwhelmed journaling can be a great way to regain control of your thoughts, giving you a safe space to dump everything out onto paper where you can review it, rearrange it, make it make sense or make it into something useful. But what you may not know is that according to productivity gurus, business gurus and a whole raft of mindset instructors, journaling can also be useful for you as a business owner. So it seems journaling could alter your life and your business. But where do you start? Maybe you've tried journaling already, but staring at a blank page doesn't really work for you. Or maybe you're finding it tough to stick with the routine so you quit after a couple of entries. That's another beautiful notebook consigned to a drawer somewhere. Or perhaps you feel self-conscious, as though somehow you've regressed to your teenage bedroom. Dear diary, if only Gavin would look at me like that again. Well, let's see if I can help. First, let's just consider why journaling is, in fact, a really good thing and not just a feel-good activity espoused by those who want to sell you reflection cards, candles and new notebooks, although all of those are de facto good things too, by the way. There is a great deal of scientific evidence and research to show that journaling delivers real and important results for the individual and, by extension, for their businesses. To start with, for individuals, yes, in a time of chaos and busyness, journaling is a great way to slow down and take time for reflection. And that is in itself a good reason to start a journaling habit. But there's more. Writing about your emotions, especially those ones that we label as negative, like grief or anger, jealousy or envy, is a good way to improve your emotional well-being and happiness. So for example, spending time journaling after a relationship breakdown can help bring about faster emotional recovery. Similarly, spending time journaling after a difficult experience with a client, a difficult session with a client if you're a coach, or perhaps after the end of a difficult project if you're a consultant can help you to learn the lessons from that process and release the emotion that may otherwise cloud your judgment about future clients and interactions. And there are also studies to show that regular journaling can not only lower anxiety and therefore help your mental well-being, but it can also boost your immune system and speed up physical healing. Now, I am not a morning pages person, for those of you that know about morning pages, mainly because I am not a morning person. But I have found that journaling on gratitude, even if only for a few minutes before I go to bed, helps me to sleep more soundly. Writing about an event or about emotions helps organize them for your brain, which frees up part of your brain to actually allow it to process information better and apparently can have a longer term benefit of improving your memory. It also helps you to harness a wider cross section of your brain power across both the left and right hemispheres that can lead to better solution finding skills. Now, for business owners in particular, whether you're just about to launch your business or looking to grow it, journaling has some real concrete benefits. Journaling sets your mind free and captures the ideas that it creates. The conscious brain only has a finite capacity for thoughts and ideas. And if you're someone with a lot of creative or creator energy, i.e. you're someone who constantly comes up with new ideas, journaling can be a great way to get those brilliant business ideas out of your head, literally freeing up headspace and getting them onto paper so that you can return to them at a later date. Journaling also helps you to let go of bad ideas. You can review your musings, evaluate which ones might actually have legs and which were just a great idea at the time. It can make you more productive by releasing your brain from the responsibility of holding on to everything. So you're freeing up space for creativity and for other ideas to come along, take root and expand. And it also creates a record, which means that you can track your ideas from their origin to their delivery and beyond, which can be really useful in later analysis. And for those of you that are marketing and promoting your own businesses, journaling can help you to work through concepts, ideas, and approaches. It can be a really useful brainstorming tool to develop content ideas. And in fact, I most recently used it when musing on a problem with a specific funnel that I was trying to develop that was really getting stuck in my head. And just spending half an hour journaling through the problems and the possible solutions and the different routes that I could take helped me to get to clarity. Now, I have the same attitude towards journaling as I do towards self-care. There is no universally right way to do it. But of course, it does require you to actually get started. And if you're not sure where to start or how, then let me give you some ideas. First, let go of guilt and should. Let's deal with the journaling guilt issue. If you do not journal every day, do not be concerned. The sky will not fall down. And whilst every journaling guru out there will tell you that regular journaling is a great and useful tool, the reality is that too much of a good thing can in fact be too much. There's really good research to show that journaling every day can actually be a little overwhelming, and that three to four days a week for maybe 15 to 30 minutes at a time is the ideal try it with a pen. Again, lots of research to show that the act of actually writing something out by hand helps you to retain more information. Something that I learned when I was revising for exams and I would literally write out all of my essays by hand, all of my revision notes by hand and for days afterwards would be able to remember them almost word for word but it also activates more areas of the brain. So by writing something out by hand, you are better able to unlock memories and trigger creativity. So do try it with a pen first. But remember, there's no universally right way to do this. So feel free to type it out on screen if that becomes your preferred method. Next, don't try to be Tolstoy. Your inner perfectionist is going to want to get involved. There's going to be a little voice at the back of your mind that is outraged by your spelling, grammar or sentence construction. You're going to have to let that go. Writing as fast as you can will help to silence that voice. So embrace bad writing. This is never going to be published. It is for you and for you alone. In fact, one of the other things that I would just as a tip about journaling... My best friend and I have a, I was going to say secret, but obviously not so secret anymore. We have a burn my journals pact. So in the event of one of our untimely demises, the other one is committed to getting to their house as quickly as possible, finding their secret stash of journals and burning them before anyone else in the family gets a chance to read them. Next, journal on specific subjects. In business terms, you can use journaling as a creative exercise to get down ideas about your elevator pitch, to brainstorm ideas about how better to serve your clients. You can reflect on what's working or what isn't working in your business. You can review your priorities or even consider your values. Every month in the JFDI membership, we consider a new theme. So, you know, one of the core building blocks that create the foundations for a great business and great marketing. And one of the things we do as we consider that theme is we share a list of journaling prompts with our members to help them as they reflect. So, for example, in January, we are considering purpose and we've created a series of prompts to help our JFDIers as they reflect on their big why. If you'd like to get your hands, by the way, on those journaling prompts, then why not join our free Actually Making a Difference Facebook group and search hashtag Purpose Prompts. You'll find a post all about them and you'll be able to get your hands on those journaling prompts to help you review your big why and your sense of purpose. Next, let it all flow out. Just as you shouldn't censor for grammar and spelling, journaling is all about free expression and allowing your thoughts and ideas to just flow out onto the page. One way to do that is to write without stopping for a set length of time or until you fill a certain number of pages. Even if all you write is, I don't know what to write. I don't know why I'm here. What the hell am I doing for the first few minutes? Just keep going until your time is up or the pages are full. That's the approach advocated by the artist's way. And I've forgotten the name of of the author. Is it Julia Cameron? I'm sure somebody will tell me. And the purpose is to free your brain from editing or censoring in real time so that it allows you to access your deepest feelings and ideas. Okay, here's another tip. Try something new. Don't allow yourself to get stuck in a journaling rut. If you've been journaling for a while and it feels as though it's just getting harder each time, then do something completely different. Let me give you an example. Once upon a time, I went on a life drawing class. And in fact, it was a course I did about eight weeks of life drawing. And after the first couple of lessons, I hit a brick wall. I simply couldn't seem to do it. I couldn't get any better at it. And I was on the verge of giving up. The tutor on that particular course said, OK, this is what I want you to do. For the next two minutes, I want you to draw with your left hand. I am normally right-handed. I want you to draw with your left hand. And sure enough, she said, three, two, one, go. And I started drawing with my left hand. And for some weird, strange reason that I will never fully understand, not only did I start actually making marks on the page, but I discovered I can in fact draw with my left hand something that looks vaguely like the thing in front of me, or in that case, the human being in front of me. So try something different. Try writing with your non-dominant hand. It will get you out of your head and can help you to access words, emotions, or in my case, an artistic prowess that you might not otherwise have known was there. You could also try speaking your thoughts into something like transcription software or go and journal in a different location. If you always write at the kitchen table, go and find a bench overlooking the sea or go and sit in your living room and just try journaling somewhere different with a different view around you. Here's another tip. Never start with a blank page. There's often nothing worse than staring at a blank page. Now, I've already referenced the prompts that we provide for JFDI members every month. And if you visit the Actually Making a Difference Facebook group, you can access this month's purpose prompts by searching for the hashtag purpose prompts. But writing that prompt at the top of the page helps to break you out of blank page syndrome. It gives you a focus and it can help you to get the words flowing. It can also provide your journaling with a sense of focus if simply journaling about how you feel feels a little too self-indulgent. Two more tips to go. Are you ready? Start small. If you're really struggling to get started, start small. I started out with a gratitude journal. Every night I would write about three things that I was grateful for from that day. That was it. I also heard a wonderful idea this week from another client, a one line journal. At the end of each day, you just write one line as you reflect on your day and everything you've experienced. I think it was originally designed as a kind of memory book, but I thought it sounded like a great idea for someone who is struggling to establish a journaling habit. My final tip tools. Remember, the only tools you really need to get your journaling habits started are a pen and some paper. Although if this isn't an excuse to buy a gorgeous new notebook, then frankly, I don't know what is. But there are other tools that can help. Journaling prompt cards, for example, or specially designed journaling notebooks with a pre-written prompt on each page. Reflection candles that burn for a set amount of time and can help you to find some focus. Or if you're someone who wants to work on screen or digitally, as well as maybe using your Notes app on your phone or Word on your computer, you can use services like Penzo, which is a private and totally customizable online journal. I know, I get it. We're all busy. Starting and growing an impact business is hard work. So adding one more thing to your to-do list can feel like an instant recipe for overwhelm, right? But I hope that this episode has convinced you that journaling can actually help you to organize and regulate your thoughts and emotions, to come up with new ideas, to access deeper levels of creativity and problem solving and therefore can be good for your business. So whether it's one line a day or three pages, three times a week, just get started and give it a go because it's time and you are ready to actually make a difference. Thank you for listening to the Actually Making a Difference podcast with me, Sarah Price. Come and join a community of purpose in our free and friendly Actually Making a Difference Facebook group. Because now that you're part of my world, you need never feel alone on this entrepreneurial journey. And you will always be welcome.